0: Once again, the Chicago White Sox fail to capitalize with runners in scoring position and Sox pitching gives up far too many walks. Toronto's offense made the White Sox pay for their mistakes. Michael Kopech was rough. He only went three innings and the White Sox now fall to two games under 500. Uh, they try to bounce back with Johnny Cueto on the mound. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked On White Sox. Uh, Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan uh, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time Uh, to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Can Johnny Cueto bounce back from his last start and help the Sox get back on track? We're going to discuss. The Sox continue uh, to have a lack of discipline at the plate and can't take advantage of opportunities. Uh, But first, the White Sox are now two games under uh, 500. Uh, White Sox lost on Wednesday night uh, to the Toronto Blue Jays seven to three. Here's your state of the Sox. They are 23 and 25 chasing the Minnesota twins by five games. Uh, the twins are letting us hang around here. They've lost three of four, which makes uh, this kind of this skid from the Sox So disappointing. Um, 48th game this year, 48th different lineup from Tony Larusa. Uh something a little bit consistent though. Andrew Vaughn was back in the two spot uh tonight, uh, which uh, you know you saw what he did uh on Tuesday night. He hit uh was 4 for 5, uh, triple away from the cycle. He better be back in the two hole. But Hey, we're dealing with Tony Larusa here, and he does what he wants. He is not going to answer to anybody. Forty-eight games, forty-eight different lineups. Um, Vaughn has actually in the two spot uh, for the third straight game, uh, twice. Uh, obviously, in Toronto, we'll see what happens on Thursday. Uh, White Sox just lacked discipline once again. Couldn't capitalize. It's a broken record. You're you're watching it as a diehard fan. And uh, you are shaking your fist. You are pulling your hair out. It's it's unbel- you just you cannot explain it. Uh, when other fans uh, from different teams uh, probably talk to you as a Sox fan and they say, "What are what's going on with your White Sox? I thought they were supposed to run away with this division." And sure, there's been injuries, uh, but this team is not playing anywhere near their potential. And yeah, the pitching bullpen. OK, they're hanging in there, but they cannot make any mistakes. And, and we saw what does happen when a guy has an off night. And we'll get to that in a little bit uh, later. Uh, A.J. Pollock was your leadoff hitter on Wednesday night. Uh, what happened to Yaz? I thought uh, we all found the new spot for Yasmani Grandal. It was going to be the leadoff position because he can get on base. Uh, he was 0 for 5 on Tuesday. Uh, Yasmani Grandel was not in the lineup and did not play on Wednesday. Uh, Luis Robert was back uh, in the lineup. It was good to see him. Um, The way the game went, I'll be honest with you, it was kind of weird. You almost didn't realize that Luis Robert was back. He really didn't factor in much. I think he was one for four. Uh, He was the DH. Uh, Kind of interesting not seeing him leading off. Um, But I wonder if uh, they are looking for... You know, may, I don't know, maybe him not to be running too much. Didn't want to put him in situations where they need him uh, in his legs. Maybe he's not feeling 100% uh, yet, uh, but uh, it was good to have him at least back in the lineup. Uh, no, Yoan Mancada initially. He did pinch hit in the ninth. Uh, this was the news about Mancada before the game. Uh, he's got this left quad injury, apparently. Uh, he is nearing return. Uh, Mankata could have played the whole game on Wednesday. Uh, La Russa said, but the White Sox didn't want to risk rushing him back against the left-hander, uh, Ryu. It's likely, uh, that Mankata will be back for Thursday's game, uh, against the Blue Jays, a confusing situation with Mankata. I don't know what your thoughts are. You're seeing what Berger is doing at third. Uh, you know, Mankata is this guy that is going to continue to catch flack from White Sox fans, not only because he hasn't been able to produce to these expectations that we as fans have built up for him. Um, and then it's also the matter of just staying on the field and playing. And if he could have played on Wednesday, how come he didn't play? Um, I, hey, I don't know. Only Larusa and Mankata can answer those questions and maybe the trainer uh, but it makes Sox fans raise some eyebrows. Of what is going on with this guy? Uh, update on Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez was back in the uh, a lineup for Triple A Charlotte. He was a DH um, playing against Memphis. Uh, had a couple at bats and in, in, in that original rehab start back in uh, May on May 28th when he felt that tug in his uh, in his leg. And they're exercising caution, but it's nice to see that Jimenez is back in action. I don't know. Maybe we'll see him later next week. All speculation. But again, uh, after he was removed from that May 28th game, I don't know about you, but I was like, here we go again. We're back to square one with this guy. Uh, So it was nice to see, you know, on June 1st, he's back in the lineup uh, playing uh, for Charlotte. So stay tuned. Uh, Tim Anderson, uh, it still seems like now we're we're getting a little bit more clarity, but it looks like returning late June. He is traveling with the team. It was nice to see him in the dugout repairing a shattered uh, Jose Abreu bat. And Lance Lynn uh, looks to get maybe three starts in Charlotte. He's got one in the books. Uh, and so far, all seems well with health. And yeah, you know, that's a thing we've always got to be monitoring now. Uh, How are guys feeling after their start or after their game, their appearance? Uh, I'm sure he'll be monitored closely, but looking forward to having him back maybe later this month, uh, mid to June, mid to late June. We'll see. Uh, Coming into the game, uh, Andrew Vaughn uh, was on a tear against AL East opponents. uh, NBC Sports Chicago in the pre-show. We talked about this. White Sox uh, threw this out on their social media hand on Twitter. Uh, Vaughn, 15 for 40 coming into the game with two home runs, eight RBIs, and four multi-hit efforts uh, versus AL East opponents. Uh, And Abreu, in his last seven games, uh, slashing 429, 556, 714. He was two for four on Wednesday night. Uh, He's looking more comfortable. Uh, Better at bats. Uh, There were some moments where we really needed him on Wednesday night, and he didn't deliver. Um, But all in all, uh, he's looking much better than he did uh, maybe three weeks ago or so. Uh, It was nice to see uh, Andrew Vaughn and Abreu in the 2-3 spot back-to-back nights. That that could be something that maybe – if you're going to get – If you're going to change the lineup, okay, and and Lewis is on this mission to maybe have 100 different lineups in 100 games, I don't know what his personal goals are as a manager, if it's something he's never done, and he's like, you know what, why not? No one's going to do anything to me. No one's going to remove me as manager. I'm going to do whatever I want. Maybe try to keep things somewhat consistent within those lineups, and I I like that Vaughn-Abreu 2-3 combo. Uh, It seems to work uh, when we are getting some offense. Um, speaking of offense, the Toronto Blue Jays can, they can hit, they make you pay. Um, and I, I'm going to tell you about how they made White Sox pitchers pay uh, for their mistakes. Uh, more on that in a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Every increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stack all the parts you need. Uh, Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts in their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Hey, we have an important favor to ask you. Uh, We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. Uh, This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Uh, right now to get started. It won't take you very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey. Uh, Thank you so much for your help. Um, So, Kopech was on the hill for the Chicago White Sox Wednesday night, and it was a a nine day layoff. I think he was pitching on his 10th day, uh, something like that. It was obviously more than he's used to in terms of uh, time on the shelf. And he just did not have his command, uh, was getting behind in the count. And, you know, pitchers are such creatures of habit. You've heard about this as a, a baseball fan, I'm sure. Steve Stone has talked about it quite a bit on telecasts throughout the years. The routines that pitchers have. Um, their side sessions when they're obviously they're not starting their running routine, their stretching routine, their long toss routine, the stuff they're trying to work on uh, in the bullpen with a pitching coach uh, or what have you, it, it's very calculated. So for Kopek to have this stretch of time uh, where he has not pitched, it, it definitely uh, threw him off. You could tell. Um which is unfortunate because he has been one of the best pitchers in the American league. Of course, he was coming off of that great start uh, way back when in New York, the uh, second game of that doubleheader where the white Sox swept uh, in Yankee stadium. He was electric, gave up only one hit through seven innings. Uh, outstanding, outstanding effort. He's been so fun to watch uh, must see TV. And uh, he was not the same pitcher uh, at all. Uh, lead off. Uh, hitter for t- uh, Toronto Blue Jays, uh, Santiago Espanol. And he crushes a home run, uh, wasted no time already getting to Kopech. Um, Kopech did settle in and got two pretty quick outs. And then Hernandez, uh, who hurt the Sox on Tuesday, continued to do work, ripped a single. Uh, Kirk, uh, who was, uh, had damaged the baseball Tuesday, Uh, Kirk had a laser beam to left field who Pollock was out there was right to him. Uh, Toronto, thankfully only uh, just got one run. It could have been a lot worse, uh, but don't worry. That comes later. Kopech only threw 15 pitches in that first inning. Um, You know, in the second inning, I I was kind of paying attention to Kopech a little bit more on his mechanics. And it is fascinating watching this guy pitch. Uh, You know, the drive that he has with that right leg, they are such strong, powerful legs, the push, Off from the rubber, I mean, tons of strength. Um, he's he is really maximizing where you can, you know, it's you're pitching with your legs, not necessarily your arms, and uh, that drive is pretty impressive. Uh, he had a leadoff strikeout in the second, so it was good to see him get right back in there. Uh, Tapia squares up a middle, middle fastball though, and hits a ground ball, a ground rule double. Guys on second and third with two outs, uh, walks. Espanol, who again had that home run back in the first, and the bases are loaded. Katz comes out for an early game visit. At this point, uh, Kopech's at 40 pitches. Uh, there was a big miss on a breaking ball to Bochette. Umpire missed that one, and before you know it, it was a 3-0 count. Uh, Kope continuing to obviously struggle with command. He walks Bochette, and uh, it's 2-1 uh, Toronto. Uh, just not good. You could see the frustration, uh, the disappointment almost in Kopech's face. Uh, He was challenging uh, Vlad uh, on a high and got him on a high fastball, ninety-eight miles per hour. Thirty-eight pitches in the second inning. Uh, After two innings, Kopech was at fifty-four. You knew right then, as a Sox fan, you're like, okay, not bad. Um, You know, it's two-one. Uh, Toronto could be worse, but, you know, 54 pitches. Kopech's not going very long. Uh, and then the third inning uh, was the the backbreaker. Um, some really great defense by Berger. Uh, Berger made a nice play at third. It uh, looked like it hit off the lip of the grass. He made an adjustment, threw a strike to uh, Abreu. I'm liking Berger at third. Uh, and especially with Mancada, are, are you hurt? Are you not hurt? When are you going to play? How long will you play? Will you play multiple games in a row? Will you continue to have days off? Uh, Burger's been a bright spot. I still think the game's moving a little kind of fast for him, but man, he made some nice plays. He made another great play in the eighth. Uh, so what do you do with him? I mean, we got some question marks. Whenever Mankata does decide he's ready uh, to continue to play, Uh, but you know, Burger, not much with his bat on. Uh, Wednesday night, but have been liking his glove. And he's got a strong arm, too. Uh, Kopech in the third, just struggling to find uh, anything with the zone. He was at a 72 pitch mark with two on, two out for Toronto. Uh, just can't get ahead in the count. And he was working kind of slow, too. It wasn't get the ball, throw the ball, kind of like what we saw in New York. And then, boom, a three-run home run by Danny Jansen, 5-1 Blue Jays. Uh, Tapia comes up with another double. Uh, Toronto just makes you pay when you make mistakes. They are going to make you pay. They have guys that will capitalize on pitchers' mistakes, and uh, if you cannot throw strikes, they will make you pay because they will they will take their walks, okay, and then they will maximize with extra base hits. Um, you know the White Sox starters; they just have to be so sharp these days because the runs aren't coming in bulk, but. You, you can't continually walk, guys, and you, you have to be uh, – you have to keep uh, Toronto – a, a team like Toronto that can hit the ball off balance. Um, and it, it's what it made – Tuesday's night's nice, nice loss was so difficult because we had that game. Uh, we, could, we definitely were in that game, and you kind of wanted to steal that game because uh, you knew it was going to be difficult uh, in Toronto, uh, especially when we scored some runs. Uh, Kopech's final line on Wednesday, three innings, six hits, five earned runs, four walks, four strikeouts. His ERA is now 2.20. Uh, Kyle Crick came in for a nice pair of innings, three strikeouts, uh, one walk, and a hit. Uh, Foster got into a jam uh, during his inning, but uh, he pitched pretty well. It was 5-3 Toronto after six. Ruiz came in for a pretty clean seventh, and then Souza in the eighth. Uh, he gave up a two-run homer to Vlad. You just can't stop Toronto. You can keep them down for uh, just a long enough, and then uh, they come back. It, it's it for an opposing fan, like for for a White Sox fan, it makes me so jealous of the offense that they have. Uh, Toronto, their total offense: ten hits, eight walks, six extra base hits. Um, they took their walks, and we we gave it to them. Uh, The opportunities were there for the White Sox offense, but we just could not duplicate our magic from Tuesday night. I'm going to tell you the good and bad plus Johnny Cueto pitches today. Uh, More on that in a moment. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone, a moment, find Jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Uh, Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers uh, will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from Blue Nile.com and Locked On Sports. Listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Uh, use code LOCKED ON. That's code LOCKED ON. Plus, every order is ish insured, uh, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to Blue Nile. Uh, com today okay the offense we were uh, up against starter Ryu uh for the most part um and hey AJ Pollock hitting lead off for the White sox he leads off with a home run uh that was great and he had another hit in the game you got a feeling that Pollock's starting to swing the bat a little bit uh, which is nice uh third inning sox still with just that one uh home run from Pollock is their only hit. Uh, Rui was on cruise control. Mendick breaks it up with a single to left field. Mendick's been getting his hits the last couple of days, Uh, but then Pollock hits into an inning-ending double play. So as I give praise to Pollock, I have to take it away. Uh, You just felt like after the third, you know, I don't know if the Sox are going to repeat the explosion of those five runs that they had on Tuesday. Uh, But then in the fourth inning, things got a little more exciting. Uh, Andrew Vaughn. Broke out. It was called an error, but the right fielder let the ball pop out of his glove as he tracked it down. In reality, it was a leadoff double, uh, and it was good to see Vaughn continuing to drive the ball. Uh, Breu follows up with a no doubter, just smashed a changeup to the left field seats. It's 5 3 Toronto at that point. A uh, Breu now fifth on the all time RBI list in White Sox history as he passed Minnie Minoso. Uh, Jake Berger keeps things going with a double. Uh, just one out at this point. The legend Lurie Garcia is up, ground out, no advancement. Ingel uh, is up, and he strikes out looking. Uh, really, you wanted to get that extra run in to make it five-four again. Missed opportunities by our White Sox uh, in the sixth. The Bray with a broken bat hit uh, Robert with a single, and a Braille advances to third. So you got two on, a one out. Uh, Berger and Garcia could not get the job done. Uh, seventh inning, two outs. Mendick with a seeing-eye single. Another multi-hit game as he fills in for Tim Anderson. Paula comes up with another hit, uh, brings Vaughn to the plate with two outs. Uh, Andrew Vaughn walks. Now, Abreu is up. He's been hot. He's had two hits already in the night. It was a 3-1 count, and Abreu grounds out to shortstop to end things. Uh, that was a golden opportunity, and it looked like he swung at ball four. Uh, Sox offensive line, uh, it was offensive. Uh, three runs, eight hits, only one walk. Uh, extra baits hits, there were three, a double, and two home runs. With runners in scoring position, our white sacks were one for six. And again, just that one walk. Uh, it seems like it's a broken record, right? Um, not scoring with runners in scoring position and not taking your walks. Hopefully things change on Thursday with Johnny Cueto on the mound and his 2.41 ERA. Uh, Cueto's last outing was against the Cubs, and he did get roughed up. He went six and two-thirds of an inning, uh, five earned runs, three walks, two strikeouts. And what I think got Cueto, uh, you saw this, you read about this, Uh, Cueto talked about it, and the Chicago Cubs talked about it. They jumped all over Cueto early. They attacked his first pitch. They did their homework, and uh, and you know they knew what Cueto was trying to do, and Cueto just was not able to do that. They had the scouting report, and how can now Cueto adjust? Because you got to assume a team like Toronto that can hit the ball. They are disciplined. They know the same information, and they are going to be jumping on that first pitch uh, that Cueto throws. So he wants to get ahead of the count. He's going to have to mix things up. Keep Toronto off balance. It'll be interesting to see the adjustments, hopefully, uh, he makes. Uh, thank you so much, folks, for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Locked On White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find podcasts. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at Locked On Sox. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore a GGTB, thanks for making Lockdown White Sacks your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Johnny Cueto's outing and hopefully, finally, be talking about a White Sacks winner. Thank you so much for making Lockdown White Sacks your first listen. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.